The Eldritch Hour is a horror-themed tabletop roleplay podcast containing violent and mature themes. Listener discretion is advised. Betwixt the spaces we know, just beyond the fringe of human experience, old and strange things worm their way through the black matter of the universe, uncaring and unyielding. But there is a moment when the mucus-thin veil between our reality and theirs is worn and split. When the other reaches through the cosmic loam and touches an unlucky few, this moment is known as the Eldritch Hour. Everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Eldritch Hour. I'm Josh Richter, and I will be your host and keeper of arcane lore tonight. And we're thanks to our community of listeners, uh, we got uh, the go ahead to play Crimson Letters from the seventh edition Call of Cthulhu Keeper's rulebook. Um, it was one of two scenarios we let you guys vote on. And um, this is what you chose. So I am joined tonight by three regulars. Um, I will just go clockwise on my screen here, starting with Joey. Joey, how you doing tonight? And who are you playing? Hi, I'm all right. Uh, half vaxxed, ready to play Luther, who I have no preparation for and just read the backstory. Let's do it. <laughs> um, all right. And then uh, Eric. How are you tonight? And who are you playing? Um, I'm not drunk yet, and I'm playing Chester Dakota, who will not drink at all. Excellent. And last but certainly by no means least, Rod, welcome back. How are you, and who are you playing? I'm good. Fully vaxxed, and uh, I'm playing Archie Wake. <laughs> Younger drunk, than my character. Drunk. Fully not, drinking. not drunk, I'm drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, um, let's get started with Crimson Letters. It is autumn, the 2nd of October, in fact, 1925. Um, chill air, uh, leaves starting to turn. The three of you 
all part of the same detective agency, private investigators, have been called to the office of one dean of administration, Bryce Fallon, at the Miskatonic University. He didn't detail too much over the phone about um, his request, simply that he had a case um, that he would like to remain hush-hush, and the particulars would be discussed in detail, but promised you would be well compensated for your time. And so you find yourselves walking down the hall at Miskatonic University on your way to the office. Um, you step inside a small waiting room where there is a secretary. She's typing away um, at her desk and um, she greets you with a smile and uh, says, how can I help you? Uh, excuse me. Uh, we're here to see Bryce. Name's Luther. Oh, yes. Um, Mr. Fallon, uh, I believe, is in his office um, and available at this time. Um, hold on one second. And she stands up and kind of gives all three of you a, just a passing glance um, from one to the other. Um, keeps a, a, a smile uh, and crosses the room to a large set of uh, oaken double doors and um, gives a light knock and cracks the door and says, um, Mr. Fallon, um, a, and then she pauses and she changes. She says, I'm sorry, um, who did you say you were? Uh, the, the name's Luther, and um, uh, these guys can introduce themselves. Um, a, a, Mr., a Mr. Luther to see you? And you hear a muffled voice from inside. Ah, oh, yes, yes, uh, bring them in, bring them in. And uh, she opens the door, you know, fully and uh, kind of lightly curtsies and gestures for you to walk through. Um, you step inside and you find yourselves in a pristine office, everything immaculate and in its rightful place. Um, a large oak desk at the back nearly spans the width of the room. Uh, walls lined with a fairly impressive array of books on various subjects. Quick question is, does the desk span the entire room because the room is really small or because the desk is really big? That's a good question. <laughs> Great question. Um, it is it is a fair-sized office. Um, it's not massive, but it is, you know, it's airy. There's there's definitely space to walk around. A couple of large, um, like, uh, plush armchairs uh, sit in the corners. Um, and, yeah, the desk is rather large. Okay. Um, much bigger than... Uh, most that you are accustomed to. Uh, and um, yes, behind the desk stands up smiling um, the dean himself, a immaculately turned out man. Um, early 50s. Middle age has been very kind to him. Um, and he calmly steps around the desk and already has his hand extended um, and walks straight up to you, Luther, and um, offers a handshake and says, thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Um, Detective Nichols. Uh, yeah, I shake his hand. Um, yes, hi. Um, these are my uh, these are my partners. I got Chester and uh, Archie. I'll uh, do a little hat nod. No, I, I'll, I'll stand stoically behind <laughs> Luther. With a, a look somewhere <laughs> between apathy and displeasure on my face. <laughs> 
Hey, uh, Bryce, uh, do you mind if I uh, light up in you? Uh, oh, by all means, by all means, yes. Um, in fact, I'll join you. And he uh, he lets go of your hand and uh, turns back around, heads back to his desk and um, opens a drawer, pulls out a pipe and starts to light it and um, takes a couple of large puffs. And he gestures with the pipe then, please have a seat, uh, pointing to the uh, the armchairs. Um, you boys, and- uh, you boys want to want to smoke? Uh, oh, no. Uh, I'm good. Thank you. Loser. Really now. All right, you're lost. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, uh, he leans back and his, his face remaining calm, but you can tell, uh, takes sort of a grim tone. And he says, I've, uh, I've asked you here today and I apologize about the, um, well, the, Curt nature um, with which I've uh, brought you here, little detail um, ahead of time, but um, I'm trying to keep this matter, um, well, a little bit hush-hush, as it were. And um, the university, um, for some context, was tasked recently with cataloging and assessing a large archive of papers, um, uh, several rare books from a, an estate, um, the Hobhouse estate. Perhaps some of you know it. Um, just outside Arkham here, the uh, the owner of the property um, recently passed, and the Cobb family was um, the ones to come into acquisition of the the property and all its assets. They are the ones who have hired us and tasked with the cataloging of all these papers and books was. Professor Charles Leiter, um, he won the bid against a few of the other uh, faculty, and he uh, took on a young lady student here, um, Amelia Court, as his assistant. Now, at the mention of Charles Leiter, um, can any of you give me an education role? It's a 53 on a 95. 65 on a 79. 66 out of 48. All right. Well, for uh, Luther and Chester, you recognize that name from the newspaper recently. Only about a week or so ago, this man uh, came up in the obituaries. Uh, It was kind of a big deal uh, that one of the faculty died very suddenly. um, And the only... Uh, information in the paper was that it was a sudden and massive heart attack. Any other details were left out of the papers. Hey, um, Chester, um, that name ring a bell to you? I don't know, it's, uh, I feel like I heard it before. Uh, we saw his name in the paper about a week ago in the obituaries. Ah, that's right. Oh. Yeah, sorry for your loss. Uh, thank you. Yes, um, Charles was a dear member of our faculty, and yes, his uh, his death is actually well. Why I've called you here? Um, he was found last week in his office um, by poor Amelia, um, his assistant. Um, I have to confess, and this is well the reason for the. Um, delicate nature of this case the heart attack in fact was a bit of a 
generalization, shall we put it. Um, it was mostly to fob off the police uh, so they didn't inquire further or discover um, what I really need you here for, which was, in fact, we have some documents missing from the Hobhouse Estate papers uh, that Professor Leiter was working on. His death was a little more mysterious than just a heart attack. Um, the details which I unfortunately cannot give you too much. Um, all I know is that it was a more of a violent seizure of sorts. Um, his body is in fact still here in the university morgue under the care of Dr. Wheatcroft, um, uh, our campus physician and who unfortunately we put double duty on as coroner sometimes when these things do come up. Um, and he consults with the, uh, the medical staff. It is, um, it is poor Amelia who found the body. Um, so you could in fact, um, talk to her as well if you would like. Um, but really what I need from you, uh, is the acquisition and return of these documents. The loss of them have the possibility of opening the university up to charges of misappropriation theft. Um, they are a rarity from the late 1600s. Um, and we keep getting inquiries from the Cobb family as to their whereabouts, the resolution of the cataloging process. Um, and really, ultimately, we're hearing rumors already amongst the student body about foul play in Leiter's death. And I simply want this matter handled delicately and quickly. We are on a clock, gentlemen. Um, the university cannot afford a smudge on its name in the public eye and certainly would not be able to finance a lawsuit of the nature the Cobb family might be able to bring down on us. Do you, um, you think the, Dr., what did you say, Dr. Croft, what? Yes, uh, Dr. Wheatcroft. I think he's qualified to, um, uh, tell us cause of death, or uh, is that something we got to figure out ourselves? Uh, you could certainly consult with him. He is, in fact, the one who, um, gave the ultimate cause of death to the police um, with the heart attack. Um, again, I don't know a lot of the details. I have had to spend most of my time, um, obviously, with my administration duties um, and put the investigation actually in the hands of um, some of my staff originally, let the police do their work. And um, it, when it was brought to my attention that documents were missing from the um, Hobhouse catalog. Um, and I started to get strange inquiries and rumors were afoot. I felt it prudent to call in an outside source uh, as quickly as possible, as I do not want to involve the police further in this matter. Right, right. Uh, if I may, um, where were these papers last seen? They were in the hands of Professor Leiter. Um, his uh, his assistant Amelia might be able to give you better information on the whereabouts um, but as far as she told me he had them 
um, on his person um, and I would have assumed kept them in his office but they were in fact not able to be found and what exactly are these documents they are well of considerable and he kind of like turns to both sides of the room in a gesture to make sure that no one else would be listening uh and he kind of leans forward on his desk folds his hands and says they're of considerable value they are a first-hand insight into the life during the infamous arkham witch trials of the late 1600s um they were kept in a leather folio um they were some 60 pages or more uh first-hand accounts um from judicial employers of the time and folks involved in the witch trials and in fact there's was suggestion of actual first-hand account from some of the witches on trial uh papers found amongst their possessions and things like that um are are all 60 pages missing or just some of the pages uh all 60 pages the whole folio is gone um we did uh, send one of our faculty um, over to the uh, the home of Professor Leiter um, to see if anything could turn up there, and they did, in fact, bring back some of the some other uh, papers and books from the the Hobhouse catalog, um, and it is in fact there where we learned that they were nowhere to be found, as they weren't in the office either. Um, and that's the only thing that's missing. Yes, as far as we can tell. Everything else seems to be in the state that it was given to us from the Cobb family. Do you um, do you have a list of people who were involved in that initial receival of the, cat- the cataloging, the stuff that needed cataloging by uh, Mr. Leiter? How many people ha- know that the valuable thing exists is basically what I'm getting at. Well, that's just it. Um... As far as I'm aware, it was, in fact, only Charles Leiter. Well, you said he won a bid, right? He won a bid in order to catalog? Yes, amongst our faculty, um, in order to catalog everything. There was no known, um, at least as far as I'm aware, no prior knowledge of the catalog or the the contents therein. Um, We often have... um, jobs like this brought to the university from outside parties um, to you know research, go over, assess the value of, assess the validity of documentation and things. Um, and our faculty here often um, vies for the, uh, the privilege of going over th- these documents. Um, the, the man I sent over to his to Professor Leiter's home um, was one Harland Roach. Uh, he is the was the runner-up and um, in the bid for the uh, for the honor of cataloging the uh, the Hobhouse papers, um, but as far as I'm concerned, uh, no one in the Cobb family knew of the value of which they had. This is the reason they brought it to us for for assessment. Um, it was simply a large library found at the Hobhouse estate, um, which is now. Uh, in decrepitude um, that no one has lived in the estate for 
quite some time. The the last owner was in critical care, um, the Arkham Hospital, and recently passed, which is why it came into the Cobb family's hands. So, how long into the catalog, uh, the cataloging, did um, it come to light that these documents existed? And at that point, who knew besides Mister Leiter? Um, I have to imagine it was fairly early on. There's um, usually days. A, how many? Like in days, roughly? Can you estimate? Give us a timeline. The Cobb family received uh, ownership of the Hobhouse estate back in April. Um, they entered into agreement with us at the university uh, to essay and collate the, the papers in June. Um, it wasn't until um, probably late June, early July, that Leiter actually started the process. So. I have to imagine it was sometime mid to late July when he discovered what it is exactly he actually had. Um, so for some months now. Um, so I suppose I, I shudder to think, but it could really be anybody that knew, um, depending on how much lighter kept his mouth shut or not. Um, I don't know why he would tell anyone. Um, other than maybe fellow academics, but uh, certainly Amelia would have to have known as she helped in the process of cataloging everything, but word didn't reach my ears exactly what was missing until Roach came back from Leiter's home, uh, noting the absence of the documents. So the cataloging took place here and at Leiter's residence? Yes, which is... Is that standard practice? Well, I would have liked to have thought not. No. Um, I prefer that anybody bringing in um, assets of value like this would work on it exclusively here at the university. I was appalled to find out that Leiter would bring something like this home. Um, But nevertheless, here we stand. Do you have any... uh... Do you have any questions for Bryce, um, Chester? Uh, yes, I do. You mentioned that the house fell into the uh, ownership um, from somebody who was admitted to Arkham. The previous owner? Um, yes, yes. Joshua Hobhouse was the last of his line, um, and... Uh, a recluse at the estate, um, but uh, upon um, entry from one of his uh, caretakers, um, hospice workers, uh, they found him in poor condition and uh, brought him to Arkham Hospital. Um, and he died shortly thereafter. This was um, earlier this year. He's dead and he has no surviving family members, cousins, distant relations whatsoever. Um, no, uh, members of the Cobb family, um, were, I believe, the only, um, distant relation of any kind. I'm not sure of the nature of their relationship, um, or, um, anything of that nature, really, but, uh... Do you have a number we can reach the Cobb 
uh, family by uh, should we need it? Oh, uh, yes, of course, of course. Um, and he starts to open a drawer and start to rifle through and pulls out a small uh, um, business card, actually, and hands it to you. And here, um, Bedelia Cobb is the um, one who I've been in touch with most. Um, uh, so where, where, can we, where can we find Amelia? Where Amelia Court? Um, yeah. Yes, um, she... Well, and he kind of looks over to the wall at the clock and says, actually, around this time, I believe she's still in Lighter's office as we speak. Um, should be packing up some of his uh, belongings and the remnants of the uh, um, catalog in order to hand over to um, Professor Roach. He's going to be taking up the uh, remaining of the uh, cataloging process. Um, now that Lighter is speaking absent. of Roach, where can we find him? Um, he should be in the archaeology wing at this time, I believe. Although the man keeps a busy schedule, um, and... Much busier now, huh? uh, Yes, unfortunately. Uh, I hope it does not, um, hurt his, uh, his other work, um, with the students and his curriculum, um but he is one of the best we have for the job um, now that Lighter is gone. What can you tell us about Amelia Cobb? Um, what's, what's her story? How did she come to assist Charles Lighter in this? Her court? She is uh, she's a fiercely uh, studious uh, postgraduate here at the university. Um, she loves the work um, and is very good at it. Um, Lighter chose her personally. Um, I've only met her on a handful of occasions um, prior to uh, her work with Lighter, but um, she's a straight and narrow uh, one, that one. she uh, She's no nonsense. And um, Was she a prior student of, uh, of Lighter? Um, yes, in fact, I believe in her undergraduate she studied under him. Um, but uh, her postgraduate studies here, I don't believe, have her connected with him at all. Um, he picked her, I assume, then based solely on her uh, previous work under him. Were her studies any way related to the witch trials? Um, that is an excellent question. Um, one that I could not answer myself. You would have to talk to her. Although I hold a high position at this university, uh, I... I'm only the dean of admissions. I cannot keep track of every student's studies, unfortunately. Seems like something would have come up. Um, is there anyone here at the university that specializes in this kind of time period that would show interest in it, acquiring these documents? Hmm. I know that one student certainly seemed enthusiastic about keeping up with the process um, a Flinders I believe his last name was I fail to remember the first um, again this is something that Amelia could certainly fill you in on um, but he I, I got complaints from both Lighter and Miss Court uh, frequently about um, Flinders's hanging around and pestering them during the process and 
basically just being a distraction. Uh, my final question is, did, uh, did Charles Leiter have any uh, enemies, as it were, or uh, any colleagues that he seemed to engage in more heated debates or discussions with? Well, definitely Professor Roach, I would say, would not jump in excitement at the mention of Professor Leiter. Um, the two often lobbied for these types of jobs, and Leiter on more than one occasion beat him to them. Uh, Roach certainly is an enthusiastic man, but doesn't always really carry himself well. And um, I find I find the man to be um, I can't I can't believe I'm saying this um, it is outside of my profession um, but it's well within ours somewhat of a thorn in my side as it were um, that's that's as far as I can go professionally I'm sorry um, but got it he's a prick well more so a nuisance than anything else if one were to put a name to it do you have a personal opinion about him taking up this uh, cataloging at all now? Well, as I said before, he's definitely the most qualified of the senior faculty. Um, I can't say that I would predict any foul play from Professor Roach. Um, Harland is merely just enthusiastic and a lover of the work, and I think a lover of the attention that it brings um, more than anything else. Well, in the uh, cases of death, it's usually the lover who killed him. <laughs> That's a good point, Archie. That's a good point. Reading a few uh, mystery novels to uh, fatten up your resume there. Uh. <laughs> it helps when you live inside one, Bryce. Now, how large was this catalog? It's been, it sounds like three months of cataloging and it isn't done yet. Um strikes me as uh, either very massive or very strange. Um, it is, in fact, rather large, um, although it is not too strange to be taking this long, given that validity needs to be brought um, to each and every document or the um, the besmirching of anyone as a fake or fraud or valueless. Um Everything needs to be studied um, from uh, the first letter to the final period, as it were. So um, I, I trust my staff to do a, a thorough job and a thorough job they've done thus far. Um, but in terms of the exact numbers, I suppose I couldn't really say. Um, it is simply a massive library. Uh, several books, um, papers, both loose, both bleh, both loose leaf and in folio, um, on varying subject matters. Um, Where, um, considering it is as large as you say, how do you store all of it? Given that it's apparently being studied at, inside Leiter's office, um, surely. He does not have that sort of real estate. 
He does not. Um, no, we uh, we keep a lot of it in um, one of the extra rooms in the Orn Library here on campus. Um, and he would, you know, cart a, a box or two every day to his office um, nearby and uh, get to work on them and exchange it for another. Um, he does have a small annex office where Amelia would work um, to the side of his. She would keep several boxes in there as well. Um, so those of the most prudent or um, finished ones of the highest value since we keep his office locked. Um, which reminds me, and he pulls out a drawer uh, again and uh, brings out two sets of keys. Um, and he uh, extends them over the desk, handing them to one of you. I don't know who would take them. Um, but he says, uh, here's the key to his office. You have free access. Um, I trust you'll leave things in their proper places. And um, the other here is for Professor Leiter's home. Uh, I imagine you'll want to go over um, his personal effects as well to gain any sort of insight into his um, final days. Do we um, uh, do we have access to the to the library at all hours, or is that something we need to coordinate? Should we need to um, see no, the of uh, course. catalog? Um, yes, just see the. Um, the head secretary over there at the desk in the library and they can point you in the right direction tell them that you have Dean Fallon's um, unrestricted access um, they won't ask questions where is his home? Uh, he rented a cottage um, just outside of campus here um, we uh, we offer a number of small homes to our faculty um, I can uh, give you an address if you like and uh he starts to write that down on a piece of paper as well. Could you give us Roach's uh, address and where we can find his offices as well? Um, his office actually is right down the hall um, from Professor Leiter's. Um, you'll find the name on the door. Can't be hard to miss. Um, you, I won't give out his personal address, um, considering you can ask him that for ask for that from him yourself. Um, the only reason you're getting access to lighters is, um, well, his current state. Right. Um, last question here, Mr. Fallon, uh, is one of clarity. Um, you noted, you, you, uh, you mentioned that you noticed that the papers were missing. Is that exclusively based on the personal cataloging of Mr. Leiter himself? So all the proof that these papers existed are on the, uh, you know, the word of Mr. Leiter. Um, well, it's actually on the word of Miss Amelia and um, Harland Roach. Um, Amelia has the full list of the documentation um, received. Um, well, or by this time, perhaps Roach does um, as he's taking it over. But she was the one um, who kept it uh, alongside Lighter and... Um, Roach was the one bringing back uh, anything uh, from Leiter's flat um, with the list as a cross-reference and found the the papers the only thing to be missing. Sorry, Fallon, you misunderstand me. What I mean to ask is Charles Leiter was responsible for the original cataloging of that list, correct? Um, yes, yes. 
So it is on his word and his work that those papers existed in the first place to then be missing now. I believe what uh, he's suggesting is, has anybody else seen these papers? Um, I, I understand you now, clearly. Um, yes, uh, Amelia has in fact seen them. She was the one to confirm after Roach said that he could not find them in Leiter's home and the three of us could not find anything in the office. Um, she confirmed having seen the folio itself before. It's a mighty good memory Amelia has. We'll have to ask her about that. Well, given their value um, and rarity, can you fault her for remembering such a thing? Can you fault me for seeing that connection as suspicious, Mr. Fallon? Uh, not at all, no. Well, we appreciate your time. Uh, we'll be sure to uh, call the office should we have any further questions. Um Unless Archie and Chester here, you got any more? No, I think I'm good. None further, for now. All right, well, I thank you for your time and the attention that you're taking to this matter. And as he grabs your hand, Luther, to shake it again firmly this time, he says, and the expediency with which you'll be um, coming up with the results, I hope. Um, he says, I would like regular updates um, when you find anything of material or intellectual importance concerning the matter. Well, Mr. Fallon, I'll do my very best. Thank you very much. Um, and he hands, uh, Archie hands you the paper um, with the address um, for Lighter's cottage on it um, as you're leaving and uh, bids you a good day. Oh, and uh, Mr. Fallon, one last thing, as I'm like holding the door. Um, are we the first group of people you've approached for this job? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I, as I said before, we, um, we kind of threw the police off any notion there might be a further matter um, beyond Professor Leiter's death right away. And... Um, I couldn't imagine involving too many parties, given the nature of what you're in search of. Right. Thank you very much, Mr. Fallon. We'll be in touch. Absolutely. Um, he smiles curtly and closes the door. Cool. Um, so Roach is the obvious suspect. <laughs> it's definitely a good start. With Amelia being a, a strong secondary. Strong number two, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, excuse me, miss. Uh, Mr. Fallon told me that you'd be able to uh, inform us of our access to the library here. Oh, absolutely. Um, yes. Uh, I can lead you in that direction if you don't know the way. Um, but the uh, the library secretary will have to let you in. Um, do you Do you need directions? We're private dicks. We'll find it. She, uh, she blushes. She blushes slightly and looks at the floor, and then um, turns back up and smiles and says, "Of course, of course." Um, uh, yeah, I guess we leave uh, the the secretary portion. Yeah, at the very yeah, least. we leave Fallon's office um, area entirely. Um, where are you headed first? Um, as you have a number of places you can go. Well, you said the offices were by, like where. 
the storage or whatever it was, right? For um, the, yes, uh, they were, yeah, they're in a wing just off from the, the Orn library um, okay. because it was... They're stored at the library. A, a large portion of the catalog is stored at the library. Some of it obviously should still be, as he suggested, being packed up from um, Lighter's office. Yeah, so everything in, in the office is, like, ideally the stuff that he was most currently working on. Right. So most, most of what we're looking for is in the same spot. We've got the main catalog, and then all of the offices, Amelia's, um, what's his face, Charles and Harlan's offices are all right there. And so we only have two, two names that aren't nearby. We've got um, the doctor and the morgue. Right. Harlan um, might not be in his office, though. That's true. His office is at least over there. Um, and then the student, uh, Mr. Flinders, is oh, yeah, the, an uh, unknown entity. Right, 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 right. Harlan is Roach, correct? Yes. Harlan Roach is, is um, okay. yes, a professor um, of history. Well, I'm, I'm guessing uh, we start at the office now. Sounds like uh, a good spot to start. All right. Head on over to the library wing. I think we should be mindful of the uh, the subject matter of the documents, and if anyone would be sensitive to that kind of material getting out. So, since we don't know anything about Amelia's backstory yet, if she's some kind of like witch descendant who wants to like keep that shit for herself or, or do whatever. Um, that's something that my train of thought's going on. Nobody, with the exception of Amelia and possibly Roach, nobody even knows what these documents are about anyways. so Provided that those two parties haven't shared the information. Right. But still, if there's... This is this is Arkham, so like they have like an occult section or studies or something like that, so... That's a good call out, Chester. We'll keep it. Uh, we'll keep it close to the chest until we uh, get as much as we can out of them. You make your way through some of the halls, passing students, um, hurrying from one class to another, and um, find your way over to the um, the professor's wing near the library. Um, and as you're walking down the hall, you are approaching a room with the door half open and a, a handyman there scraping uh, golden letters off of the door. Um, and he's made it through the first name, but the last name, Lighter, uh, is uh, still present. Um, he's scraping away with his razor, and he kind of gives up a, <coughs> a cough. And man's aged and um, turns and looks at you um, as you <laughs> invariably stop in front of the door. Says, "Oh, sounds like uh, sounds like you could use a cigarette." And I, I pop another one out and offer it to the man. Oh, thank you. Don't mind if I do. And uh, takes it from you. And he, uh, he actually pulls out of his like front pocket um, of his work overalls uh, a matchbook and just lights a match and lights it um, and puts it back, um, takes a big puff. And then uh, while says, he's while he's lighting up, I'll, I'll, I'll talk while he can't. I'll be like, uh, this doesn't happen to be uh, Charles Leiter's office, does it? Uh, the same. Yep. You, uh... What do you, what do you need? You, you allowed oh. in here? Uh, I, uh, jingle the keys in front of me, um, and I'll be like, uh, 
Yeah, the Dean of Emissions uh, has, has us uh, uh, inspecting the, uh, the last known place uh, Mr. Charles was found, so I'd say so. Far be it for me to step in the way of a man's duty. I get paid to scrape letters and swap the floors. And he, he steps aside and pushes the door open. You uh, you guys want to head in there? I'm going to talk to this fine man for a moment. Did you say that the, the door was partially opened already? He had it cracked a bit. Yeah, yeah he's scraping letters. Yeah. Um, off it and it is opened. Uh, did you open this door? No. Uh, one of the students, a young girl... It's been coming and going all morning um, with boxes, carrying stuff out. she in there now? Uh, he pokes his head. Nope. <laughs> Has anyone else gone in the room? Not, not while I've been here, no. Have you been here the whole time? Um, about the last 20 minutes. Are you, um, are you preparing this door to have, receive a different name? Uh, yep. Yeah. Happen to know that name? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and he uh, takes a puff and blows it to the side and says, uh, Roach. Roach. Harlan Roach. Professor Roach. Doesn't he have it. his own office? Uh, wants an upgrade now the lighter's gone. A little distasteful if you ask me, but I got the orders and like I said, they, they pay me to so do who's, it. who's going to take his office then? I don't know, whoever they hire next. Phil, Phil Leiter's position, I guess. Gotcha. So Roach's, um, his office was, uh, smaller. Ah, if you ask me, all these offices are small, but, uh, I guess, yeah. Like I said, seems distasteful if you ask me, but, uh, man, only been dead a week. Another guy moving in already, but I don't get paid to ask questions. Well, we do, so, uh, excuse me. Don't no. go through the door. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he steps aside, um, to let anybody in who's going in. No, I'll um, go you said you're staying outside, Luther? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was just gonna, I was just gonna continue that chat that sort of lingered on. All right, Chester's going in. Okay. All right, I'm gonna cut to them first real quick, and then I'll come back to you. Um, so yeah, Chester and Archie, you see, um, this office is a small affair. Um, there's a single wooden desk, um, two filing cabinets kind of off to the left-hand side, um, from the doorway here. And, um, at the back of the office is a small, you know, very modest fireplace. Um, fire is going at the moment. Uh, and, um, with a, a little mantle above, a couple of pictures, um, landscape shots, uh, look to be from the coastline area. Uh, and um, there is uh, a number of shelves kind of inlaid into the walls um, with uh, various books um, and then uh, several stacks of papers and um, books. It The whole place kind of has a little bit of an organized chaos feel to it um but uh mostly very scarce um it doesn't actually look like there is a lot of work going on uh in here or was 
uh, along the uh, the wall to the left of the fireplace uh, hangs a large, ornate, gilded framed mirror as well. That from this distance you can see has a small spider crack in the center of it. Um, what are you all doing? We we, uh, we dug too deep, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you said there was an annex to to his office to um, yes uh, to the Amelia's. to the right of where you're to your right hand side from standing in the doorway there is another small door um, that is open at the moment uh, that leads to uh, what appears to be um, more of a walk-in closet uh, <laughs> than an actual annex room. Yeah. Um, Fallon was being generous when he called it a separate office uh, or an attached office. Um, and you can see from here, um, the light is off, but through the uh, the light from the rest of this room, you can see there are uh, several boxes and crates um, full of books and papers uh, piled in that room. No Amelia. Is there a desk? No Amelia. No movement anywhere in the room. Yes, there's one singular desk sitting in the middle of the room. Uh, I'm going to go sit behind that. I'm going to the mirror. You're going to the mirror. All right. Um, We will start with the desk since that is ahead of the mirror. Um, Like I said before, there is a few stacks, um, maybe three sitting on the desk um, of just some books and papers. Um, A lot of it appears to be curriculum related. Um, class lists, um, some tests um, that had been made up, uh, a ledger with like a, uh, a curriculum schedule and things like that. Um, there are two drawers on your left-hand side as you round the desk and are now facing it as if you would be sitting at it. Um, Opening the drawers. Um, the top drawer slides open. Um there's a handful of papers in there. Again, look to be more just schoolwork related. Um, and the uh, as you reach for the bottom drawer, it is locked. Yeah, uh, I'll check the other side because I know that Luther has uh, has keys. So, is there like a keyhole like with that drawer? Um, there is a keyhole uh, on that bottom drawer. There's keyhole on both. Um, the top one was obviously just unlocked, and this one is locked. Right. Yeah. So I'm not gonna, you know, try to break it open if I know that Luther has keys. So we'll wait and see if 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 those have uh, have anything to do with this. Um, what about on the other side? Are there any drawers over there? There is not. Um, but as you are just kind of just looking over the. Uh, the desk if you want to give me a spot hidden um you certainly could that's a 34 on a 65 Ooh, hell yeah excellent almost a hard success very good um you uh you notice poking out just slightly um from under uh one of the larger stacks of papers um seem to be student um maybe thesis essays and uh, that nature. There is the corner of what looks like a book of matches. Um, but what catches your eye more is the red ink. Uh, there seems to be handwriting on, on the edge of it. Um, for the listeners at home, the book of matches reads Hibbs Roadhouse, 19 Academy Street. And in red ink, handwritten, reads Coca-Cola with a twist. Lucy. 
And as you flip it over, there is a large lipstick kiss mark on the back. Archie, you approach the mirror. Um, as you get closer, um, as I said before, it is rather large, um, about six feet, um, and is contained inside of a very ornate gilded golden frame. Uh, and there's a spider crack coming out from the center of the mirror right at about your eye level as you stand in front of it. Uh, does it look like somebody's face was smashed into it? Um, it does not. As you look closer, um, do you want to give me a spot hidden as you're kind of... Yeah. Um, or you're welcome. You're welcome to give me spot hidden here. You are also welcome to just give me an education roll. I know that's low for you, but um, it was an offer. It is an option. Spot hidden, it is. All right. <laughs> Ooh, woohoo! It's a twenty-three out of sixty. Excellent. Archie Bald. <laughs> um, yeah, you kind of get close up, and you're. You're looking the crack over to see if it's like an indentation. Yeah, like you said, is somebody's face smashed in? And it doesn't really look that way. Uh, it looks like, in fact, just at the epicenter of the crack, the glass is slightly warped, but not from force, but rather from heat, as if it was melted. And there's a sort of a oil slick sheen um, around the center of the cracked area, um, like when something becomes exposed to high temperature. Uh, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, Chester, is there like a, a, a letter opener or something over there on the desk? I search for a letter opener. <laughs> uh, you find one. Yes, there right. is. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to use that to like pry out a couple of the pieces to see if there's something behind. Sure, sure, yeah. You, um, They actually free up pretty easily. They just pluck right out. Um, and uh, you look them over. Uh, on the back side of the pieces themselves, um, again, seem to be like they the warp pattern matches just ever so slightly, um, as if the heat came from either right behind the glass or right in front of it. And it was hot enough to warp the whole surface. Um, but, uh, behind it on the, the solid, um, board lining behind the mirror, there is no evidence of fire or, uh, anything piercing the mirror, no hole. Um, you got any matches on you? Um, I don't carry matches, but, I found something over here, uh, and I'm gonna stand up and, and carry the matches, the matchbook, over to him. Well, there's matches here, but I'm not gonna throw this away quite yet. Um, while you show him that, I'm gonna quick cut over so that we don't get too far ahead in storytelling here from a simple conversation with the man outside, uh, Luther. They've entered and have, you know, you see the uh, Chester motioning towards a, a desk at the same time that. Archie's kind of like disappeared off to the side, the left-hand side inside the door there. Um, uh, what are you, what are you asking this gentleman? Yeah, as he stepped aside, I'll step like aside with him. So I'm not, I'm not looking into the room necessarily um, with like sure. a reasonable vantage point anymore. But um, they, um, sorry, I didn't catch your name. 
Oh, I'm Luther. Uh, Barry. Barry Winstead. Um, the dean, dean of admissions, uh, uh, Mr. Fallon, he uh, told us that uh, Mr. Roach and uh, Mr. Leiter here uh, didn't really get along. Have you noticed any of that animosity uh, in your time here? Hmm. Um, well, I try not to get involved with any of the interpersonal drama in this place. Um, I'm pushing 70 years old. I don't, I don't have time in the brain for it. If you catch well, me. You look, you look good for uh, 70, man. You look good for 70. Thank you. Um, but, uh, I suppose I could hear, uh, you know, maybe a shout or two, mostly coming from Roach whenever he visited the office. Um, claiming, oh, this was supposed to be my project. Uh, you're always undermining my authority, that sort of thing. Um, can't rightly say the details, but um, Roach isn't necessarily a, the quiet sort, if you uh, understand me. Yeah, I've heard as much. I've heard as much. Now, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Leiter had, um, had an assistant called Amelia, as I've heard uh, have you seen the likes of her uh, in the past? Uh, yeah, she's a student. I suppose I've seen her up and down the halls. Um, but you know, with as many uh, as much foot traffic as this place gets, it's hard for me to remember them all. Um, keep to myself. So, but pretty young thing walks through here uh, a couple different times a week uh, for the past few months. Yeah. Uh. What about a Mr. Flinders? Uh, you ever heard of this kid? Uh, Flinders. I can't, can't say that I have. Um, doesn't sound like a particularly esteemed family name. Not something I recognize from history of the town. Um, maybe he's an outsider. Student from uh, another town or something. Came here to study. I, I don't know. Can't, can't really say. Well, you've been a you've been a great deal of help. Uh, just one more question for you: um, Where might I find Doctor Wheatcroft? Should I uh, should I need to talk to him? Oh, yeah, down in the down in the morgue. Um, it's in the basement of the facility. Uh, you'll uh, if you go down this hall, you hang a right at the library instead of uh, going into it. Um, you'll run into the uh, the central stairs you came in at. You go down those, and then uh, you hang another left, and then another left, and there'll be a small staircase going to the basement. Uh, can't miss it. Wow. Uh, good thing I'm writing all this down. Uh, thank you very much. Absolutely. <coughs> hey, you enjoy <laughs> that cigarette. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll just be inside. He has no mind. Carry on. Thank you. Thank you kindly. And he just goes back to... <laughs> Like scraping on the on the door. <laughs> I'm gonna before um, he goes back to it, I'll I'll like actually close it so that he can actually work against it and sure, maybe yeah. separate us from him. <laughs> yeah, fair Get enough. Better. Yep. Yep. Hey, uh, hey, boys, you find anything? Hey, boss, can I see your matches real quick? Oh, sure. You starting to take up the habit yourself? <laughs> oh, no, and I no. chuck them across the room. <laughs> can I catch them? <laughs> <laughs> I was say, uh, Joe, you want to make me a throw roll? And <laughs> I do. I would love to do that, actually. Uh, I was going to say, you could do sleight of hand or you could do dex, either one. 
Like, you know, I'm yeah. basically throwing it to you without really looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. oh, God, that's that's the worst, the worst yeah. limp-handed throw. <laughs> well, yeah, casual toss, and you just snatch him out of the air like a bird. Just <laughs> ah, to be young again, Archie. I. Uh... I'll oh, grab it. him out of the air, spin around, light it at the same time, and like, hold it up <laughs> to the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Does anything happen to the mirror? I was gonna say you're holding it up to it, and um, no, actually, I mean, like it, like you can see, like the the small cone of steam kind of start yeah. to come up um, from the match itself, and like make like when you blow hot breath onto a cold mirror, maybe yeah. or a cold window, yeah. um, you get to see that little bit of heat, but um, it doesn't seem to be warping, certainly. There's nothing like hidden in the mirror. Um, yeah, no, as, as you kind of like move it across. Yeah, um, no, no mystical words form or yeah. anything yeah. like that. No weird side. <laughs> Did you break that mirror, Archie? What are you doing? <laughs> it was like this when I got here, I swear. I'll blow out the match. <clears throat> yeah, speaking of matches, I found this on uh, on the desk over there, and I'm going to show it to Luther. Looks like uh, Mr. Leiter got himself a date for passing. <laughs> Do we know how old uh, Leiter was? Around our age, I think, Chester, right? It's like f- late 40s, early 50s? Is that... Do I remember that correctly, or am I thinking of something You else? already, I'll tell you what, you already succeeded on the education role to know who he, like, to remember him from the paper. Um, so I'll give you his age for the, uh, um, since you would have read the obituary. Um, yeah, he was in his uh, mid to late 30s, uh, like 35, oh, 30s. so 36. Okay. Uh, okay, so this doesn't seem too strange now at the question. He wasn't like an old guy. <laughs> Oh, no, no, certainly not. <laughs> like some sixty-year-old dude, like hitting on waitresses. Uh, I found the book on on the desk over there, the the matchbook on the desk, and one of the drawers are locked. You uh, you got keys, right, from from the dean? Uh, oh yeah, here. Uh, hand you the keys and a match t- a matchbox back because you're more organized I'll than g- me, probably. I'll give you your matches back as well. Cool. Um. What can I glean from this mirror based on the way that it cracked? Because um, it sounds strange. Um, if you want to also either you can give me a spot and then I'll, I'll make like a, a check. I just want to sure. see, like, I want to inform yeah, yeah. my decision a little bit better. Yeah, I um, yeah, it's got a spider crack coming out basically right from eye level where you're standing. Um, and um, like if you stand in front of it, the crack itself is like dead center in the middle of your face and like spreading outwards. And uh, you notice as you look closer, uh, it seems like the uh, the center now missing a couple of pieces. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> With a letter the center, opener in your hand. The glass, <laughs> yeah, the glass looks like a little bit. You notice. Um, like at a couple feet's distance as you're staring at the crack, um, the glass around the center looks a little bit like warbly, um, distorted, almost like funhouse mirror kind of effect. Uh, but it's only just right around the center. And, uh, I know that, uh, 
Archie already checked this, but it doesn't, the, the crack doesn't appear to come from like a, a central point specifically. It's just cracked at the center and then the spider webs go from there, is what you're saying. Yeah, it's um, like where he's plucked out a couple pieces looks like it probably was the epicenter. Um, but again, there's no hole in the mirror. It doesn't look like a gunshot, you know, and it's not so spider cracked, like in tiny shards, like you would have smashed something into it. It's more like a couple large cracks and then a few small ones coming off the center. Uh, so sure. Um, does the frame look intact? Like, does that seem like it's undamaged and un? Yes. Uh, if you want to give me a spot hidden, though, as you examine the frame uh, sure. more closely, uh, you're welcome to do so. Oh, God. 81 out of 75. Luck? Do you want to luck that? I don't. No. Okay. Um, yeah. For all intents and purposes, the frame itself looks solid. Um, no cracks in it. None of those, the crack from the center of the mirror reached the edge of the frame. Um what was uh, what was that thing you're doing with the fire there, Archie? What do, what do you make of this? Well, I mean, it it looks like heat did this. So I, I thought maybe I don't know there was a hidden message or something. I don't know. I'm just making things up. I mean, that's fair. It takes takes a lot of heat to make a mirror, uh, make glass. So uh, I see where your head's at. Got to think out of the outside the box on these sorts of things. Um, does it look like, like, I know there's no projectile, um, evidence in the mirror, but does it, like, what is directly behind it? Like, if I, if I look away from it as, like, a point of trajectory, what am I looking at in the room? Mm. You're looking at the far side wall, and at about waist level is the top of two filing cabinets, um, wooden, uh, cabinets, um, with drawers in them. And um, a large portrait of a red barn on the waterfront. <laughs> hmm. Um, is this is this mounted to the wall? This mirror, or is it leaning on the mantel? Because you said it was above the fireplace, right? It is right next to the fireplace. Oh, next to um, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it is hanging on the wall. It is mounted to the wall. So. But the base of it basically almost touches the floor, so. Sure. Yeah, I'd yeah. like to take it down. Sure. Uh, do you want to give me a strength roll to lift it without dropping it? As well, you, you like start to lift it, you realize how heavy it is. Yeah, give, give me some help here, Archie. Uh, sure, I'll let you get a bonus die then on that. I'm already, like, incredibly strong, but I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Uh, I'll spend the luck on that. I'm not about to break this mirror. Uh, <laughs> was that that was with a bonus? That was with a bonus. <laughs> yeah. Oh my! Oh, I rolled a ninety. I rolled two nineties. Two nineties. Unreal. Uh, it's like one in a hundred thousand chance. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'd like to spend the luck. I guess I could push it. <laughs> um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna push it. I'm not gonna spend a, the luck. Get a better stance. Uh, yeah, I'd like to, uh, to like as it starts to leave my grip. I want to try and like catch it. Is that like a dex, uh, or, um, or is that still strength? If you're, yeah, if you're trying to change your stance and kind of like 
hold it better, like, you know, move your hands in some way to like catch it better or whatever, stop it from falling. That sounds more like dexterity to me than than strength. Yeah. Um, you're trying to move in a certain way to catch it. Okay. <laughs> this is like, unreal. Can, I'm gonna say, can I spend luck on a push roll or is this you just a fail? You cannot spend, you okay. can't. I, the program looks like it'll allow you, but I, you don't, it, I don't believe that you can spend luck okay. on push rolls, no, so. <laughs> I, this is, un, this is not a good start, you guys. Like, those are my two strongest stats. <laughs> I rolled um, a third 90. That's that, insane. The 90 itself would have been enough, too. Yeah, like, you rolled a 95. Five. Yeah. Oh, a 95. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, your dex was 90. Like, <laughs> oh, unreal. Um, so, uh, Whatever. yeah, it you, was broken already. you're both like pulling this mirror off. You start to lose a little bit of like your hold on it. And Archie, you're like, you're doing your best to, to maintain it. And uh, Luther loses balance, <laughs> like shifts the stance real fast. But instead of helping, all it does is like basically let go of any leverage he had and it goes tumbling to the floor and you hear a a crunch as it hits the ground and at the same time a light bulb bursts in the chandelier above uh in the the office and goes out and a sparks fly and you hear a woman go oh (laughs) son of a bitch (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, right behind you, uh, Chester, um, this woman's voice cries out in the what you assume to be the doorway behind you. Hey there, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. The part of Luther Nichols is played by Joey. The part of Chester Dakota is played by Eric. And the part of Archie Lake is played by Rod. My name is Josh Richter, and I am the Keeper of Arcane Lore, producer, editor, and music creator for the show. We hope you've enjoyed this episode, and we would love to hear your thoughts. Please consider writing us a review on iTunes, Google, or your favorite podcasting app if able. This is one of the biggest ways to help our show grow. You can make contact with us all on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at The Eldritch Hour, or you can email the show at theeldritchhour at gmail.com. You can connect with us more directly on our Discord server. Our community is small, but growing, and we would love to have you be a part of it. If you are enjoying the show, please consider supporting us via our Patreon page at patreon.com slash theeldritchhour. We have a variety of rewards coming soon to backers at various tiers, including early episodes and exclusive content. So for just a few dollars a month, you can help keep the show running and help us improve the quality and amount of content we make. And if a monthly commitment isn't something you feel comfortable doing, but you still want to help out, you can also send us a one-time donation on Ko-fi. Links to all of our social media and support pages are provided in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. Stay tuned for more Crimson Letters. Letters.